Hi everyone. I thought we would change the venue just a little bit coming up because of the season we're getting into. This is a story I wrote a few years ago. Uh, it's a story about a little angel who's always <laughs> who's in trouble. And, um, you know, it's a nice little story. There are some not nice words in it. But um, so if you want to let children listen, I think it would be okay. Um, anyhow, the book is available on Amazon, and it's called A Christmas Wish. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is a story uh, that I wrote. It's about a little girl. No, actually, about a little angel. Uh, the title of the story is A Christmas Wish, One Angel's Story. And I thought it would be fun if I read it to you, um, just to th see what you thought. Okay. So, page one, begin. Angels, we have heard. Hmm. What do you think that's supposed to mean, impatient? Charming asked her dearest friend, who was flying around fluttering her newly repaired wings that had met with a slight mishap yesterday. Impatient had inadvertently flown into a pile of space rubble and crushed them to shreds. They both spent most of the day and night mending the wings back together. I don't know, Charming, Impatient fluttered past, wiggling first the right one and then the left. You don't suppose that Archangel Michael is sending out bulletins again? Impatient swooped down, navigating precariously around Charmin, her skirts flying up, revealing her blue bloomers once again. Impatient, Charming murmured, discreetly pointing. I know, I know, you don't have to remind me again. Impatient uttered under her breath, smiling through gritted teeth to let Charming know she'd gotten the message. Honestly, she groaned to herself, I thought I tied my skirt down to my socks this morning. She glanced down and realized she hadn't, losing her balance once again and tumbling into a heap onto the nearest cloud. Slamming her fist into the cloud, damn it, she exclaimed, halo askew and her newly went mended wings drooping sadly. Impatient, Charming shrieked, totally offended. Well, at least I didn't say holy shit this time. <laughs> Charming burst into giggles, realizing the brevity of the situation. When she managed to stop giggling, she took a deep breath, shrugged her ample shoulders, and calmly said, Impatient, you just need to have more patience with yourself. Looking at her dear friend reassuringly, she nodded and gave Impatient a friendly pat on the shoulder. Oh, here, I just found it on my iPad, Charming exclaimed. This verse, Angels We Have Heard on High, is a reminder from Archangel Michael to all of the angels to remember that once again as this holiday approaches down on earth, we're supposed to find someone in need of assistance 
and help him find happiness before the season ends at the new year. It is to be our Christmas wish, Charming clarified or explained. Yes, I remember. We've done that before at other Christmas holidays. But who should we pick? All of our assignments have ended, and our family is doing great. The twins are flourishing, and they certainly don't need extra help there. Impatient plunked down alongside Charming, put her elbow on her knee, fist under her chin, and started to think really hard. I don't know of anyone that would fit that description this year, Charming bemused, sighing deeply. Does that person need to be a human? Impatient asked. Well, the archangel didn't specify that in particular, as I remember. Why do you ask? Do you remember little Dora? The little angel who recently who has recently gotten her wings? Yes, I do. Pretty little thing, as I remember. Why? What happened to her? Well, she's on the naughty list. <gasps> Good heavens! What did she do? <clears throat> Arctic Angel Michael caught her smoking pot. What? Yep, he found her sitting on a cloud, babbling something about smoking, and those kids gave it to her, and she didn't know what it was, and so she said she would investigate, but she got caught. Oh, yes, she said, too, that she had a terrible headache. Oh, that is dreadful. Yes, I know. Archangel Michael got very angry, and you know that he never gets angry. Oh, well... Maybe not. So he put her on the naughty list until she straightened herself out or up or whatever he said. Impatient gave a deep sigh. I feel so bad for her because she has confined herself to a dark cloud and absolutely refuses to even talk to anyone. Gracious me, this is very bad for a new angel. She will have to really redeem herself to get off that list. Do you suppose that she is needy enough for us to help us? Help her? Hmm. I would think so. But perhaps we should check with Archangel Michael to get his permission. Well, you ask him then. He never says no to you. Okay. And that's the end of the beat. back again. This is Cloud 2, or Chapter 2, a few hours later. Impatient, where are you? I'm right here, Impatient called out as she sailed in and landed with a thump next to Charming. I just went to see Dora to tell her what we were doing, but she just wailed and howled and hid deeper in her cloud. And her cloud is really dark now, almost black. (sighs) Impatience started to twirl the streamers of her belt that tied her robe securely. 
charming, expecting, impending danger, <laughs> quietly reached over and removed the streamers from Impatient's hand and patted them gently, allowing the streamers to fall back in place. I am sure we can convince her to come out of her cloud. Does she like angel cake? Hmm, where'd you get the angel cake? Impatient jumped up, her eyes glowing in anticipation. I just finished baking one. Well, as that is the only food we are allowed, do you suppose that she would like a slice? Oh, yes, most certainly, Impatient smiled, nodding her approval. Will it be enough for a slice for me, too? She looked beguilingly at Charming. I'm awfully hungry. And she put on her most innocent face and blinked her eyes and fluttered her eyelashes. <laughs> Charming, wise to these tricks, just giggled and waved her hand at Impatient. Really Impatient, there will be enough for you to have some. Gathering her skirts around her, she turned and hurried to get a slice of cake for Dora. Finding Dora's cloud was easy. It was the only one that dark color and stood out boldly. Dora, dear, Charming called in her most persuasive voice. Impatient and I are here to visit with you just for a little while. Go away, Dora wailed and buried herself deeper into her cloud, which had become a frightening shade of ebony. Of course, dear, if you wish it, then we shall leave immediately. I will just put this piece of angel food cake here by your cloud door. Charming placed the plate with a huge slice of cake next to the very dark cloud and said softly, Bye, Dora, dear. We know that you did not do anything that unfathomable, that it cannot be fixed. Moving away slowly, she added, If you ever need us, we have permission to help you, as this is our Christmas wish. Both she and Impatient drifted cautiously away, so as not to disturb our little Dora. Wait! The whisper of a quiet little voice came from within the depths of that ebony cloud. Please wait! The voice became stronger. Charming and impatient stopped and turned around to see little Dora scrambling herself up out of the depths of the cloud that was slowly turning from, from ebony to a light, light gray. There you are, our dear little Dora. We will wait for you. Charming smiled, beautifully, pleased that her little plan had worked. Don't forget to bring your cake, impatient reminded, and turning to Charming, she whispered, You really worked wonders that time, more like a miracle. Well, the miracles will come much later. Charming waved to Dora and motioned for her to follow them. And that's the end of that chapter. We'll see you later for chapter three.
Hi, back again. This is chapter three. A short time later, Charming, Impatient, and Dora were seated around a smooth, flat cloud, munching happily on angel cake. Daintily wiping her lips on a cloud-shaped serviette, you know what that is, that's a little napkin, Charming began to direct the conversation back to the problem at hand. Now, Dora dear, we must all think of a way that you can redeem yourself and be removed from that gruesome list. Impatient, do you have any ideas? Charming turned to look at Impatient, who had just stuffed a huge slice of angel cake in her mouth. Unable to utter a sound, her mouth was so full, she just shook her head. No. Dora, have you had a chance to think about what sort of deed you might do to set things straight? Dora looked extremely sad, blinking back threatening tears. She shook her downcast head. Charming reached over and patted her little folded hands and smiled at her, reassuringly saying, Never mind, it will all work out. Let's just get some sleep. Things always look better in the morning. Charming and impatient were sleeping soundly because Dora could hear their gentle snores. She tried to sleep, but nothing worked. Excuse me. She punched her cloud pillows into different shapes, shook out her cloud quilt, and even jumped up and down on the cloud mattress trying to fluff that up, but nothing seemed to work. Exhausted, she laid on her little cloud bed, pulled the covers up over her head, put her hands together, and started to pray, and pray, and pray. Nothing happened. Discouraged, she threw back her covers, sat up, pushed her little feet into her slippers and decided to just go somewhere. And, hmm, where could she go? She was already in heaven. Wrapping herself up in her robe, she jumped off the clouds and sailed down through the stratosphere onto the planet Earth, doing some distressful self-evaluation. I'll never be a good angel. All I do is get into trouble. No one will want me to help them. I will never get an assignment, especially since I'm on the naughty list. Charming and impatient have so much faith in me. They think that I can perform miracles. Ha, very funny. I'm such a misfit. Why did I even think that I could be a good angel? On and on she flew, her thoughts very sad indeed. It was nighttime now as she skimmed along over the snow-covered ground, looking in all directions. Ahead she saw some light. It looked like a small bonfire and a group of young people hovering around what looked like the edge of a pond or a lake. The surface was solid ice 
except for a small hole in the middle where she saw the youngsters pointing and gathering some rope. One of the boys grabbed the rope and was inching his way along the surface of the ice, rope in hand, heading towards the hole. Looking in that direction, Dora saw, Dora saw someone in that hole, bobbing and splashing and trying to call for help. Not waiting for the young man to reach him, she gathered her robe around her, swooped down into the hole and the icy water, scooped the boy up into her arms, and pushed him up through the hole in the ice. The other young man reached out and pulled the boy onto the surface of the ice, and Dora picked both of them up and flew them over to the fire. Several of the other boys and girls quickly wrapped them in both in blankets, and pulled them closer towards the warmth of the fire. One of the girls in the party had already called for help on her phone, and Dora could hear the sound of sirens in the distance. She stood there for a moment, deciding that everyone was safe, when one of the other youths pointed to her and said, Lady, that was a very brave thing to do. He handed her a blanket, and she wrapped it around herself, grateful for its warmth. She looked over at the boy who had been in the hole in the ice and saw that he was smiling through chattering teeth, but he was alive and safe, and help would be arriving momentarily. I was happy to help, Dora said, and smiled at them all. I have to go now. Please take good care of him. And please don't skate on that ice any more. Thank you for the blanket, but I won't need it any longer. She handed it back calmly and floated away and faded off into the trees. Who was that? One of the youths asked. She was wearing a bathrobe and slippers, so she must be live around here, another one answered. How did she lift them both up and... But just at that moment, the rescue team arrived. Well, whoever she is, we were really lucky tonight. The angels were watching over us, that's sure. Here's the ambulance and the police. Dora flew home in a state of encouragement and discouragement. She was encouraged to think that she, little as she was, could pull a boy from a hole in the ice and lift two boys both to safety. She was discouraged because she hoped no one would ever find out about it. It really didn't matter because she was still on the naughty list and probably would be for the rest of her angel life. Besides, good deeds were just something angels were supposed to do with no reward and no recognition. Angels just did what was needed. Standing beside her cloud bed, she removed her wet robe and slippers and laid them carefully over a nearby cloud to dry. Dismally, she climbed back between her cloud covers, punched her pillow into better shape, and said her prayers for the boy to recover quickly. She started to close her eyes again when she remembered Thank you, and good night, Charming. 
Thank you and good night, patient, impatient. Thank you and good night, God. With that done, she promptly fell asleep. And that's the end of that chapter. So we'll see you in a little bit for the next one. Chapter 4, The Next Morning Dora, dear, Dora, Archangel Michael wants to see you right away. Charming shook Dora awake. Oh, what did I do now? Dora wailed, pulling the covers up over her head. I have no idea, Dora, but his messenger said you were to report immediately. Now go get yourself ready. She pulled the covers down from over Dora's head, looked at Dora, and exclaimed, Good heavens, child, what happened to you? Your hair is a mess, and you smell of... Mm, she leaned closer to sniff Dora and said, You smell like pond. Dora scrambled up and out of the covers and flew past Charming to wash her hands and face. The rest would just have to be done later. She pulled on her pond-smelling robe from last night, tied it tightly around her waist, and soared over to the offices of the archangels. Once there, she was hurriedly ushered into his office and heard the door close softly behind her. She floated over to his desk and had to strain her neck way up to see his face because he was very, very tall and big, very, very big. His wings were enormous, as she remembered, from the last time she had hovered in this very same spot. But today they seemed even bigger and even more enormous. Why did I ever want to become an angel, she thought miserably. Archangel Michael cleared his throat and stared down at the little angel standing in front of him, looking very bedraggled and very forlorn and smelling faintly of pond water. Well, Dora, was that you or not last night? he asked in the softest voice he knew how. Although Archangel Michael thought that he was speaking in a quietly soft voice, to Dora's little ears, he sounded like the police and ambulance sirens she had heard wailing last night. Was that who or not where last night, Dora mumbled and stuttered as she wrung her hands together in the folds of her angel robe. Sorry, sir, I don't know what you mean. Dora, Archangel Michael's voice boomed across the room. Was that you? that Archangel Gabriel saw last night, rescuing that boy from the hole in the ice. That was too much for Dora, and she crumbled right up into a tight little ball and started to cry. And cry. And cry. I am so sorry, sir, she sputtered between yowls. I just did what I thought was needed. More sobs. I am really sorry, sir. Sobs and more tears. 
I just didn't think anyone saw me do it. Still more tears, and I won't let it happen again, I promise. She looked up at the archangel with dripping eyes. Her mouth trembled just a little, although she tried very hard to control it. Honestly, sir, the boy was calling for help, and the ice was thin, and the other boy was coming in, and Archangel Michael held up his hand for Dora to be quiet. So she stopped her babbling, remaining very quiet, except for a few hiccups interspersed with more than a few sniffles. Dora? Archangel Michael tried again to speak softly as he leaned down to her eye level and smiled at her. This is true, then, isn't it? You did save that boy's life last night. Dora nodded her head yes and proceeded to search in her pockets for a hanky to wipe her eyes and nose. When the archangel handed her his own, personally, neatly folded and washed hanky, which was probably the size of a tablecloth. Dora took it and whispered thank you, clearing all of the moisture from her face. Well, young lady, I'm afraid this calls for severe action. Dora inhaled loudly and bowed her head, ready to accept more punishment. Yes, sir, I understand, sir. The naughty list again, sir? She sighed loudly. I'm afraid we will just have to remove you from the naughty list. Yes, sir, I understand, sir, Dora repeated, and then realized what Archangel Michael just said. Oh, thank you, sir. I cannot believe it, sir, but I thank you and charming and impatient because they believed in me. Thank you, sir. She began to smile and giggle. She bobbed a little curtsy, gathered her robe, and started to fly to the door. Stopping in midair, she turned <laughs> and bounced over to Archangel Michael, flew up, threw her arms around his neck, kissed him a huge smacky kiss on his cheek, and hugged him enormously. Thank you again, sir. May I go now, sir? I really need to tell Charming and Impatient. A very flustered Archangel Michael turned several shades of pink and magenta. He dismissed Dora with a wave of his huge hand. After she closed the door, he sat down, leaned back against the cushions on his huge chair, fluffed his wings and said, Not bad, not bad at all, he smiled. She will make a really good angel. And that's the end of the story. And here are the author's notes. These are a few notes. If you enjoyed the angels in this book, Charming and Impatient made their debut in A Cape Cod Romance several years ago. They make an adorable team. I do plan to use them again in another book, so stay tuned. Dora has not appeared in any new books yet, but one never knows. There are other angels of note 
in the Something series with a few appealing, <laughs> appealingly wise witches. If you enjoyed this short story and think that others might like to read it, please be kind and leave a short review. My angels and I thank you for reading our story. Hugs. And thank you very much for listening.